As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. Cause you make me feel alive. I've been locked out of heaven. A mix of today's hits and hard-to-find favorites. Combined with the most entertaining and intriguing talk anywhere. This is your sound. This is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. At UBNRadio.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Limit Free Life. This is the Limit Free Life show here at UBN Radio. You can find us on Wednesdays at 1 o'clock at UBN.com and live streaming from the Limit Free Life Facebook page. Today we have a fantastic guest. I'm so honored to have her here. And uh, we, we're here today talking about real leadership with Dina, Dr. Dina C. Brown. And I'm going to tell you a little more about her in just a minute, and I'm, I'm so pleased she's here. This show is all about uh, educating people and, and providing advice on how to live a limit-free life, how to create your best work life. Work life that is, whether it's, it's working for someone else or whether it's your own business, work that's fulfilling, fun, and financially prosperous. And for all of that, you really need to be a financial leader in your own life and a leader in every other aspect. So I am thrilled to introduce uh, Dr. Dina Brown, and she is going to really uh, enlighten us on leadership. So I'm going to read a little of her bio because it's so fabulous, and then we're going to have uh, Dr. Brown tell us more about herself and her journey to this place. So Dr. Brown is an international best-selling author, speaker, and leadership coach. Dr. Brown's clients affectionately call her the catalyst because she makes shift happen. I love that. In 2017, Dr. Dina founded the Leadership Movement to help women create systems to shift and gain clarity about their why, to build unshakable confidence about their next, and to develop consistent actions to achieve their goals. So according to Dr. Dina, you can't have professional growth without professional development. I completely agree with that. Her book, Mindful Leadership, 26 Affirmations to Activate the Intentional Leader Within You, is available on Amazon. And Dr. Dina has been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox as a highly sought after, uh, she's a highly sought after keynote speaker, millennial leadership coach, and a leadership and growth expert. 
her greatest role, I can totally relate, is as a mom to yeah. a beautiful 16-year-old boy. So welcome, Dr. Dina. I am so happy to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you for coming and, uh, and helping our listeners to understand more about leadership. It is a pleasure to be here. So thank you, Michelle, for having me. I know that we've spoken repeatedly about getting together, (laughs) collaborating, and even just meeting up. And Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's any coincidences in life. So the opportunity when it presented itself for you to say, oh, I have went. I said, okay, I'm there. (laughs) And it is such an honor and a blessing to be here. Thank you. Do you want to start just by telling us a little about how you ended up in this place of being a, an internationally acclaimed author and speaker on the subject of leadership? Yes. Besides the fact that I was born fabulous and amazing <laughs> yeah. to... Ladies, pay attention. Just, I, just want, I, just, I just want herself. you to know <laughs> yeah. is that it's been a road. It's been a journey. It hasn't always been perfect, but it's still mine. And on that particular road, I learned some really critical things in order to live my best life and be my best self and not to show up as a bastardized version of myself, but to truly be authentic. One of the keys to that is really, truly understanding who you are. So I'll give you this phrase and you will hear me repeat it. And if you have a pen and paper, you definitely want to write it down. 50% of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. So get really clear on who you are. And for me, this journey to get to this space has been about getting clear on who I was. And the journey started in business. I actually have a bachelor's degree in economics, a master's degree in education, and my PhD is in ed leadership and research. I spent nearly 20 years as an educator with 10 of those almost, almost 10 of those as a school principal. And yes, I got the same kind of vibrant every single day in that particular role. However, there came a point in time that my purpose and passion no longer lined up with my profession, and it was time to shift. It was time to make a change because authentically as a leader, I was not showing up as the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I had to look at myself really, Mm -hmm. really clear um, to be able to make that call. Right. Yeah, that's great. And we talk about that a lot because we talk about career transition, business development, and finances. And for all of those, you have to really be honest with yourself yes. and really look at yourself and it's that awareness of of who you are and what you're doing and how you're behaving and what you're believing that leads that allows you to make a, a big change make a shift absolutely absolutely and sometimes while we're working on ourselves that we get caught. Now, we know LeBron's coming to LA, but I do want to use a little basketball language real quick when we talk about pivots. And I want you to visualize when you see your favorite player on the court and they're at the point of making a pivot. And they stop, and usually that left, depending on where they're pivoting to, their left leg is anchored. And they're looking around for someone else to shoot the ball to or to pass the ball to. And they're contemplating, deciding on whether they're going to take the shot. Well, think about your life. When have you been rooted in a space and a place because you're looking for somebody else to fix it, to do it for you, to make it happen, when really in reality, it's probably your shot. It's probably not even just probably it is your shot and that you need to shift. That means take the step and shoot it and make it happen. That's another huge part Um, of leadership as you begin to script your divine narrative Mm -hmm. and begin to make decisions that are in alignment and what God's called you to do as far as your purpose is concerned. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that, um, yeah, so important. I love the analogy. And uh, (laughs) the the whole idea of, of 
taking the action yourself and not waiting. I see a Absolutely. lot of people, whether it's, you know, waiting for the business to grow, waiting for the, I don't know, the, the next great job to show right up. Money. Yeah, money, yeah. waiting for money to show up. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a, not the best strategy, unfortunately, <laughs> I wish it was. Um, yeah, wonderful. I mean, what do people gain by really improving themselves as leaders? I mean, what... I mean, maybe there's more money, people will automatically think that, but what is it internally that you gain when you know that you're a leader in your own life? When you know that you're a leader in your own life, it opens the door for opportunities for you to exponentially grow. And when you're growing, that means that you're able to touch other lives and you're able to add value on a much richer level. And when I consider and and think of the title of the show, Real Leadership, I think about the R in real means relatability. Mm-hmm. How, how relatable are you? Do people connect with you? Mm-hmm. So when you have a strong sense of self and you have personal leadership, I don't think you ever have it down to a science or to Pat, you're always in a state of growing. But when you get really solid in that space and yeah. clear in that space, it makes you more relatable mm-hmm. and it draws people to you, which gives you influence. And that's what we want. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I, there is such a... Um, I don't know, kind of a, a misguided idea about leadership and sort of being up here and not necessarily relating to people. And I, I have to say, we're seeing some really good examples right now of poor leadership. I mean, <laughs> insanely poor. So we can learn from that about what not to do. But tell us, I think real leadership is that um, those are your keys to being a good leader, correct? Absolutely. So, Not even being a good leader, it's to be a great, great leader, leader. Right. a leader with influence, a, a leader that's actually authentic. So we have that relatability piece, and the E unreal is actually is being empower, being able to empower others. Oh, yeah. And you, <laughs> we nod and say that there are just some things that you just, it's not your strong suit, it's not your sweet spot. Yeah. Pass it off, okay? And in the workspace, particularly if you are in the leadership role in a corporate space, even with yourself, if there's certain things, even in business, that you mm-hmm. can't do really well, then guess what? Hire someone. Get someone else yeah. to do that. Empower someone else to help empower you right. so that you can actually attain your goal. Real leadership is knowing what you're great at mm-hmm. and knowing the ways in which that you know you can add the best value and then stepping back and letting someone else handle those that are not your sweet spots or, for time's sake, really cost you more right. than they're worth doing. Right, right. Great tip for entrepreneurs, Absolutely. especially. But, well, maybe not especially. Great tip for anybody in mm-hmm. a leadership position. Um, I, I really want to kind of dig into the details of being a leader and how to interact with the people working for you and with mm-hmm. you. But before we do that, do you want to go through your, the what real leadership is? Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll do that because actually everything that you're saying with the questions that you're coming up with <laughs> opens up the door. It's I almost know. like we scripted We're, it together <laughs> is that it opens the door for the next part of the acronym. So the R is relatability. The E is empowered. Whether you're empowered or you actually know how to empower others. The A is accountability. Hmm. Which is why I said when you were asking the question, I thought I couldn't have done this better myself. So being accountable, even when it's considered an epic fail, learn to look at failure differently. Take the stigma away. Failure is just an opportunity to grow and find a way to do it better. So I always encourage clients, fail forward faster. Try it. Make sure that if it's an educated guest or it's an educated opportunity, that when you do take it, 
you hold yourself accountable for following through. And even if it didn't work, that you hold yourself accountable and you own up to the fact and say, oops, my bad. Mm -hmm. And now let me find a solution to do that, which leads to the L, which is learning. Always be in a state of learning. Good, better, best. Never stop to your good becomes better and your better becomes best. That we have to continue to learn and that's going to fuel our growth. Mm -hmm. So when you're relatable and you know how to empower yourself and empower others, you hold yourself accountable and those that work for you or with you, you also make sure that they're accountable mm -hmm. and that you always encourage learning and others that follow you, when they see that you're part of the process and you're always engaged in learning, then they will also. Mm -hmm. That's influence. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I love that. <laughs> That's real leadership. Yeah. I think, you know, what is the deal with leadership? Why? I don't think you learn it. Well, you got a PhD in an aspect of leadership, but in general, I went through MBA school. There was, I, it was a long time ago, so, but I don't remember any real course on leadership. I don't remember a lot of discussion about it. I think there was this idea that as you move, you know, up in whatever you're doing, somehow you automatically become a leader <laughs> leadership by osmosis yeah that's that but you you're you're absolutely right i believe the prevalent thought on that is that it's just going to happen you're born a leader or not there mm. you can learn yeah you can learn the core trait you need to have as a leader is to be able to communicate yeah okay absolutely. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's where most people have their their biggest shortcomings and shortfalls mm -hmm. is their ability to communicate because right. that impacts your ability to connect a leader is only a, you're only a leader if you have followers. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. <laughs> and, and then you're not a real true leader unless you can help your followers become leaders. Right. It's not all about you. So it's yeah. not really, I'm sorry, it's not only really, it's not about you. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a bigger piece. It's a bigger picture. And that's part of the understanding. Why they As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They don't speak about it in school because they'll give you written things that happen in book. But what about the on the job? What happens? Yeah. You learn it on the job. So you have to be able to think. 
You have to be able to think, and on the job, you're under some pressure. Right. And you're feeling the stress, and sometimes, you know, even, it, it's the same with parenting. It's easier to just give your kid what they want, but mm -hmm. it's much better all around for everybody mm -hmm. to set your boundaries and enforce, you know, whatever rules you're, you're, you're having. Um, and I think in the work world, too, it takes effort. It takes consciousness to step back and say, I need to be a leader in this situation instead of whatever else you might do to just you know, alleviate the pressure that you're under. I'll, I'll give you the biggest secret to poor leadership is that people don't even know how to lead themselves. Mm. They don't have any systems in place for themselves. <laughs> and therefore, they have nothing to expect or to set expectations for others who look to them for leadership. That's so. huge. Yeah, that, that's really <laughs> big. <laughs> so, so start with yourself. Start with you. Mm -hmm. If you are all screwed up, guess what? Those people that follow you are going to be screwed up too because you're right. leading by example. Right. Right? Don't yeah. we say that? Lead by example. And when you lead by example, people are watching you. I speak with companies and organizations, and they say, well, we have a problem with our millennials. And, I, yes, I said the millennial word. Um, that, I love that's there. So I I'm, do, I do, I do. And and one of the a nickname that I actually inherited was the Millennial Whisperer. I would always get asked, how do you get them to do things? <laughs> how do you get them to, you know, complete jobs? How do you get them X, Y, Z, you know, you fill in the blank? And I said, I listen. I listen to them. And then I model. And the biggest thing I do is I love them. I love them for who they are in their current space. But that only occurred when I learned how to love myself in my space with all of my flaws. And so I always say I am imperfectly perfect just the way that I am. And when you can embrace that about yourself, then guess what? You can begin to love other people and allow them the space to be who they are. And that opens up the line of communication. So therefore, when they need you, they're going to come to you. Uh, there's trust that's there. And that's another core foundation value that you need to have in, in right. leadership. They need to be trust. You need to be trustworthy. Right. Can I trust you to not get it right? And you won't make me feel so wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Feel so wrong. Not yeah. deal with that. So. Yeah. Very. That was a very, mouthful. But yeah, no, <laughs> it, that, was, it was a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, really important. Um, I want to go back to, you were talking about, you know, loving yourself, yes. basically. And it's it kind of rolls off your tongue. It's obviously easy for you at this point. So for the Ooh, people no, out there, well. <laughs> Thank you, because if I'm, then you know what? Then I'm doing something right. If it looks, if I'm doing that, that means it's becoming internalized. <laughs> I've internalized it to a certain extent, but it's never easy, but well, go ahead. For people who are <laughs> currently focused on what's not going right, on their own flaws, on their frustrations, and, you know, um, it, tell us a little about the journey that got you to the point where you know you know this and you have at least some tools to be able to do it. When I decided to take my life back and I decided to live the best version of myself, it came at a cost. And I had to take those risks on that particular journey. I went really deep with them, but it, I had a dark space. And I was thinking about this on the way here, and I, I didn't know that you were going to ask that particular question, but I'm glad that I had this. Now I understand why I was thinking about that on the way here. And I thought, what saved me? And when I talk a lot about my son, Xavier, his name is Xavier Alexander, and Xavier stands for Savior, and Alexander's Defender of the People. And I realized he saved my life. Mm. So when I was in a dark space and place where I, I was really confused about what was going on with me, 
I was married at the time, but things weren't so great in that relationship. I did have a job. I was living overseas. I thought I was living my best life because I had money. I had position. You know, I had what it was, say, a paycheck and a power and all those things. But I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And those days when I didn't want to get out of the bed, those days that I, there were there were many days where I just wanted to go home and be quiet. But then I had to go look at my son. And my depression, which I spoke a little bit about today on one of my lives, was impacting my child. Mm -hmm. And when I couldn't do it for me, I then had to speak life into me for him. Because I could do it for him. Moms, I don't know. Parents, you're like, I could do it for you. Even when we can't do it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So one of the first tools that I used was being able to look what I had in my life that could give me a sense of hope when I couldn't see it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so every time I see them, I know that they're, God loves me mm-hmm. because they brought them to me. You know, I get really emotional you know, about that. And I begin to, to run towards this light by reflecting on the things that I found that were positive. And even if it was just one thing that I thought I did great because in my mind, that negative self-talk can take you down a long road. Mm -hmm. And once I reflected on the things that I did right, which I could see in my child, Mm -hmm. which he was my beacon. Right. He was my beacon to kill money out. I had to undo all the negative talk that was in my head Mm -hmm. by speaking positive things, Mm -hmm. do that. And then I had to negotiate. (laughs) I had to negotiate. You have five minutes to be crazy and then I need you to get, to get it together yeah, yeah. that's so interesting because I, I I'm gonna just say I there's another woman who I know who's a leadership expert as well and she kind of does that with herself if something really dramatic and, and bad happens she gives herself a certain period of time to curl up you know in the fetal position and be that way and mm-hmm. be upset um and it, then it's over. It's like it is a finite amount of time. You you get this opportunity. It might be two days, three days, whatever. And mm-hmm. then it's back on your feet. And and it's not easy. I mean, no. but but even that, you know, it, it's funny to set that kind of structure within yourself in a way. <laughs> but it's actually it's really powerful. And it's a really good thing to do. <laughs> Just remember to run. You know, <laughs> yeah. when when you have when you have to when you have to do that. For those that really are finding that it's not going away and nothing seems to work and they don't have a support system, then get help. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have to remove the the stigma of mental illness. And even saying the word sometimes you stop and I thought, why? Yeah. You know, so many of us actually suffer from some elements of it. It doesn't mean that we're not functional. It means that we're going through some things right. and we need some help. Sometimes it's actually hormonal. Mm-hmm. It could be your food that you actually eat. Mm-hmm. And other things is that experiences that you haven't let go of, which is what I call phantom limbs. Mm. You know, lies, insecurities, mindsets, burdens, and shame Mm. that you carry with you. Mm -hmm. That impacts your leadership. When I work with clients and they're saying that, you know, at work, you know, I know I go there, I go there to escape. And then when I go home, then I do this. Actually, you're holistic, You can't partial it out. You actually are bringing that into the workspace. See how people are connecting to you. You're bringing that energy in. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you're going to lead, you have to look at the total person, the total you, and begin to do the inner work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And that that is why the best leaders, you can't be a really great leader if you don't feel it inside because you will bring that that insecure energy or whatever and it'll manifest in something you'll yell at your people you'll you know you'll just 
you won't relate to people well. You'll so. thrive. You'll thrive by making other people be feel less than. That, yeah. And they feed off of that. They feed off mm -hmm. the fear, and so they're. It's like a false sense of power. It's like fuel. You need fuel from somewhere, right. and you're not getting it from yourself. You're not creating this sense of overflow. So you're going and you're actually stealing it from other people. Absolutely, and that that's an <laughs> example that we see enough of to think that that's leadership. Absolutely. I, so. You know, it's it's. Did you watch anybody watch the news this morning? <laughs> I stay yesterday? far away from it now, so please don't <laughs> don't tell me. I, I won't like no, it. I won't I'm sure. Even, no, I won't even say that. But when we see individuals, even in the news, and who we maybe consider iconic or they're supposed to showcase, you know, the epitome of leadership, mm -hmm. but yet if you really scaled away and took away all the pomp, circumstances, mm -hmm. and even wigs, then toupees or whatever you have, <laughs> you would see that they don't know who they are. No. And that for themselves, that they're hurt and they're broken and they right. haven't probably done the inner work. And it's their cover up. Right. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. And I don't think anybody who truly cares about being a good leader wouldn't want to take, you know, wouldn't want to be trained in being a good leader and right. to learn these things. I think that's just part of the process. If you're going to be put, you know, if you're going to put yourself or be placed in a leadership position, just like I was talking about with the school, not teaching you, you really have to seek out leadership training. It's Absolutely. not obvious. Oh, yes, it's not do. inherent. It's something that there's a lot of it, you know, out there and there are wonderful ways to learn how to be a leader. And when you find that you've moved into that position, I think it is really, you know, your responsibility to learn how to do it well. My mentor, um, John Maxwell, he says everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. And it does. But again, as I've said, and I'll say it over and over again, but leadership starts with you. Now, moving past that, what are you doing to seek to increase your leadership lid? Mm. How are you growing yourself so that you are able to grow others? Okay. We will invest in a new pair of shoes. We will invest in new clothes. We'll go get a new car thinking it's going to help our ego, but we won't invest in a coach. Mm -hmm. we'll go do useless programs, ones that don't tell us the truth because they just make us feel good. When I work with clients, I tell you, listen, if I decide, if I decide to work with you, mm -hmm. it's because you need to know the truth. I need you to understand that. So we have to date each other first. <laughs> We have to get it to know each other because I need you to know that I'm going to be very real with you and there's going to be times that you don't like me mm -hmm. and that's okay, but know that I come from a place of love and that I'm here to help you grow to your next grader and we're mm -hmm. going to talk about some ugly truths in that process. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how do they <laughs> respond typically? <laughs> some they go, they go, yes, okay, yes, you know, great. Mm -hmm. They go, well, will you? I said, I don't know. We have to date mm -hmm. and not all money is good money. Right. And right. we're going to talk about like some of the, the money factor mm -hmm. piece is that is my peace of mind going to be in jeopardy? I told mm -hmm. you, I guard my peace like Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to work with a client that is going, think about the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. If you, that one client is going to take up 80% of my time because they are so drama, they're, they're so full of drama that they don't want to shift. You have to want to move. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to want to mm -hmm. shift. Right. And if you don't, then I can't work with you. Right. I refuse. Right. Like in anything, you have to be able to mm -hmm. do the work. I right. Mean, you have to be ready to do the work and willing to do the work. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. <laughs> so what, what do you, I mean, personally, I don't think in general, mm -hmm. I mean, I work with a lot of people in career transition. Right. I hear a lot about poor leadership right. and wanting to leave their jobs because of poor leadership. Absolutely. What, what are some of the things, maybe, you know, a, a few areas where people are sort of failing as leaders, especially maybe, you know, middle and upper management folks? Communication, connection, 
and consistency. Okay. Those are three areas. And communication is that they're not sharing their expectations. They're not sharing the expectations that they have. They're so confused. They're confused. <laughs> and so they lack clarity. Those three things, they lack clarity, and they're making mistakes, and they're bumping heads because of the communication's not there. They're unclear, so there's frustration, and now I'm frustrated, yeah. and, and now the, confu- the communication is infused with frustration, too. Right, right. So. Well, and, and if you talk to the leader, they'll tell you, well, I communicate. I tell oh, them what I'm, I need. Oh, yes. But there's a gap that happens. You should have three-way communication. So not only... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Only are you expressing your needs. And one of the individuals I work with, I said, let's, let's look at the language. Let's change the language sometimes. If I came to you and say, this is my expectation of you. Right. Doesn't that sound different than, will you do that or a request? Absolutely. Okay. Here's what I expect. Mm -hmm. And then to return, employees to say, here's what I expect from you as the leader. Mm. And so then what we do is if that that coincides and that meshes, then we begin to look at what are the mission, vision, and values of the organization, and do my expectations and your expectations match what the organization's expectations are? Mm. Right. So there's that three-way, that that piece, and then we can have synergy to make sure that we have clarity with that. Then... We can build consistent actions, and then we can communicate that not only to our internal customer, but our external client. Yeah, very interesting. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as the person uh, going to their superior or whatever and saying, you know, I need to... I want to be clear on, you know, oh, I, their I've expectations. Had, I've, I've that, had, that's a little scary probably it for is some scary. people. It is scary. And I actually do coach a couple of clients. And, and sometimes they have me come in to speak with millennials, younger people. Mm. They always ask, how do I do this? Yeah. And I say, you do that with integrity. And that you do that with a sense of clarity. And you make sure that when you're communicating, you're being very specific and direct. And you're mm-hmm. removing the emotion of you out of the situation and you think about the bigger picture and that's what we call like servant leadership as well Mm -hmm. and servant leadership is not just for those that that lead from the top okay Mm -hmm. it should be embedded and infused throughout the whole organization so they say well what do i do and i say well 
when do you do when you do it is is critical too. Yeah. So in the middle of a the elevator, as you're fussing at it, someone's you know telling you, you did something wrong, and now you want to tell them about themselves. Wrong answer. <laughs> so nip it in the bud. If someone says something to you and it offends you, or you feel that it was out of line, go to them immediately. Mm. Go to mm-hmm. them and say, I need a few minutes of your time, and always speak about what you're seeing, what you're perceiving. Mm-hmm. Don't tell people what they did to you. Because right. if they did it, you allowed it. Right. Right. Okay. So what words would you use in that? Is it So if this was me and you, I'd say, Michelle, I would like to speak to you for a moment. And we sit down. I'd say, Michelle, I expect to be treated like a professional. Mm. I really value what you bring to the table. I look to you as a mentor, your ability to share with me how to properly use my finances and even in the organization for me to be promoted. I really value that. But I do expect to be spoken to in front of others Mm. with dignity and respect. Wow. That's great. People should write that down. <laughs> Very different um, than you yelled at me. You yeah. made me feel like a loser. Or saying nothing. You, or which saying I think nothing, is what happens which a lot is even of the time. worse. Yeah. Yeah. Which is even worse because now it's sitting and it's festering inside of you. Exactly. And then you get to the boiling point and then you want to quit. But right. also before you, before you react, think about responding. Mm. which takes time for you to percolate on and simmer with it right. and marinate in it and say, okay, what is my part in this? Yeah. Yeah. What is my part? Okay, I understand my part. So I'm very clear when I go to that person mm-hmm. that I know what my role in this whole dynamic was too. Right. And that's why I say speak in expectations. Speak to the end result of what you wish to see because now you're speaking life into that mm-hmm. situation as well. Now, okay. as a leader, if someone said that to you, what are you going to say? Uh, uh, yeah, well, really, what can you say? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, you might be shocked uh, to hear it because I bet you don't hear it a lot. But uh, absolutely, you should respond professionally to that. And I think really thank them for voicing, you know, their concerns or their feelings and um, and talk further about whatever the issue is. Right. That's what it leads so to. Let's set a plan. And a leader, now as a leader, I would say, what would you have liked this to look like? How mm. could I have? Mm-hmm. How could right. I have yeah. presented it to you? Because that was not my intent. Mm. Now that as a leader responding, right? thank you for sharing that with me. My expectation of you mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. you show up on time for work, ready to work. If you have a project, make sure it's completed with the deadline. If you cannot, I expect you to let me know Mm -hmm. or let anyone connected to that project know what the challenges are. So either A, we could help you or realign the deadline. That is my expectation. That's great. That is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, how helpful is that really, (laughs) though, to see the words? You're right. It's all communication. It's what words you use. And that's hard for people. It so, works in relationships, too. Uh, yeah, of course. And, and I'm sure if you get better as a leader using the right words at work, you'll be coming home using better words because, it's again, it's a consciousness thing. Mm-hmm. And actually even starts at home when you get better at communicating at mm-hmm. home right. and seeing the impact. And I did a, 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 a lunch and learn for BOMA OC, and I had a lot of questions about how do I interact with millennials? How do I talk to different people? How do I get and ask for a mentor And they'll say, I have this problem. I have this millennial problem. I have a leader problem. I have a boomer problem. I said, well, here, grab this mirror. Look in it. You are the problem. It's you. Mm -hmm. You have to begin to change the way that you think about the situation Mm -hmm. and how you're going to respond. Oftentimes, we're really quick to react. Right. 
And even while you're talking, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm going to wait till they stop because I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. And then when they say that to me, then yeah. I'm going to say that back and to them. And you're yeah. And you've got this whole dialogue in your head that never yeah. even occurred, so you're yeah. riled up. So what if we <laughs> stop doing that and say, you know what? I'm going in with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to expect right. a great outcome because we both want the best mm-hmm. for this organization. Mm-hmm. And if we have a relationship, we want to maintain that. Right, right. And I think for leaders who have to shift, who have to find new tools and new ways to communicate, they can look at that as a great opportunity really to refresh their whole career instead of being, because I think people are in conflict with change. So if they feel like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for 30 years this way and it worked and now I'm so unhappy that it's not working. But the reality is it's kind of a gift. It's a way for you to learn and you to change Mm -hmm. and you to have something new in your life and to relate better. And so to be a little more easy going there's another element to the concept of pivoting and shifting and and why do you pivot you you can you need to stay anchored to see to take an overview Mm. so there's nothing wrong with the pivoting Mm -hmm. and looking around and anchored in the understandings that you that bring that in a company historical knowledge Mm -hmm. and information Mm -hmm. to it so being anchored there to look to see okay is this going to work better here. This going to work better here. And is this going to work better here? But right. once you have that understanding and you know what you were rooted in, mm-hmm. then it should be easier for you to shift because now you know where you're going because you've taken an overview and you've taken right. a look. Right. So when yeah. you look at that picture and that metaphor, it goes up, down, and cross to the side just like a pivot. Yeah. Very, very interesting. <laughs> um I decided as a leader of my own show that we're not going to do a commercial today. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but I would love for you to um, tell us about the book that you have on Amazon. Okay. And, um, so go ahead. Well, the A to Z Guide to Mindful Leadership, 26 Affirmations to Activate the Intentional Leader Within You, is available on Amazon. The impetus for the book was about intentionality. Oftentimes as leaders, we think we're so busy. We don't take time to stop and reflect. And we focus on the negative sometimes. And what if we started differently? What if we began to change the way that we embrace the concepts and and what we were going to do and when we're going to do that by being intentional? The book is designed to be processed, not just ran through. So what I love to do is I love to open the book and that affirmation for the day, I read through those affirmations and I look at the reflection questions. I actually write in it. It's a book that you want to write in as well and go to. And then I, I feel, how am I going to utilize this today? How am I going to make sure that whatever it is I needed to pour into myself, to, to be able to pour out more? See, that's the difference. And that's why I wrote the book, mm-hmm. was that so often that we are giving to others that we forget to put back into ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the whole the process. Mm-hmm is to be able to affirm the things that we wish to see in our life. And as leaders, we should be expected right. to do that because others are looking to us. Yeah, that is so important. And, you know, so many times I've talked to women about how important it is for women. But honestly, it's important for everybody across Absolutely. the board. You know, there are plenty of men out there, too, working so hard. They're feeling responsible for their families or whatever. And they're not taking care of themselves either. So, no, um, right. I mean, some people are certainly better. Mm-hmm. Than others, but there's mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there who are really giving their all to their companies, their families, and neglecting themselves. And neglecting it, it doesn't themselves. work. It you know, you can do it for so long. When you're when you're empty, think about this. When you're empty, and you're pouring, you're pouring from the you're not pouring from the overflow. Mm-hmm. You're giving, you're giving, you're giving. When it's time to feed yourself, you're feeding yourself the dredges at the bottom right. of the pot. Right. 
that is not going to fuel you right. to keep giving at that same level. So what's going to happen is the very next time, then again, it's a fraction thereof because you're feeding yourself all the things that were the leftovers. Yeah. And then and when you, you when you when you feel like that too, and you're in that kind of energy, low energy, you're not going to be the leader that you want to be because no. you're going to be either too tired or just over it. I mean, you're you're, you're going to react instead yeah, of respond. Exactly. To respond takes you being able to sit back, reflect, and think. Think outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the real key. Re reactions are about emotions. I'm a mom, and I tell my son, "Please help me protect the world." I need you to stay safe. I expect you to make these types of decisions because if something happens to you, it's going to be pure reaction and I will probably go zero to 360 mm -hmm. in the blink of an eye. Yeah. I'm not going to do much thinking or something. I'm going to react mm -hmm. because that's what we often do as, as moms. Yeah. So transfer that to the workspace. Mm -hmm. When you're in the workspace, when you're a leader, oftentimes you serve as that parent mm -hmm. and that um the auntie role for some people <laughs> in there or the parent role within the organization. But when I'm tired, I realize that my ability to process and to kind of sit back is like you mentioned lessened and I'm in full reaction mode. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Betsy comes and says this to me and Betsy's getting ready to get it. Poor Betsy. And now I've now tarnished this relationship. Mm -hmm. Because people will remember the way that you mm -hmm. make them feel. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Can yeah. you say that one more time? <laughs> <In case laughs> just, it wasn't yes, people will remember the way that you make them feel. And so although you go back and you apologize to Betsy and you say, you know this, she's going to remember that day that she came to you because she needed you to show up as a leader mm -hmm. and she needed you to respond and you reacted to her. So that trust is broken. Right. You're you're making me think about something else that I hear a lot from clients, which is, you know, I'm in this company and it's a great company, but I, I wanted a mentor and I can't oh, find yeah. one. I mean, they just, you know, what is that whole mentor thing? I don't see that happening in my environment here. Is, hmm. what, should, what should somebody do to be a better mentor or what should somebody do to find a mentor? How does that work? Sometimes you might have to find a mentor outside of the workspace. It really just depends. That's, it's so broad that some companies actually are building that in mm. to the organizational structure. I have some pluses and some deltas for that, um, for change, because sometimes they're just saying, you're a mentor, you're a mentor, you're yeah. a mentor. But they're not <laughs> looking at the person and their mindset and their ability to be an effective mentor. So really it's a mute point. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that again. They'll say, you're going to have that person mentor that person and that person has poor communication skills. Yeah. That person doesn't know how to interact with people appropriately and you're going to make that new person. I prepared a talk and said, don't let the shark eat your goldfish um, for companies. <laughs> and we're talking about the, the sharks in the company who are bolder, more vocal, really kind of eat or swallow up or minimize the contributions of those that don't have the same personality. Right. But you need a mentor, but especially for women in a career space, you need a sponsor. Hmm. A sponsor is a person that opens the door okay. for you and invites you to the table and makes sure that you get a seat at the table. Nice. A mentor shows you and tells you and talks to you about how to get to that point. Okay. And I think sometimes people 
think they're saying they're saying I want a mentor, but what they're really looking for is a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Somebody to include them. Someone to sure include them to yeah. make sure that they get inside. Right. And that they get a seat and that you have someone looking out. Mm, I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, be, I, I always talk about money mindset yes. for a minute on the show and we, we are running, we're running, we're, we're moving fast here. So we're going to be out of time <laughs> in a minute. So, um, yes. Can you just talk briefly about your own money mindset and, um, whether that needed to shift oh, in yeah, your life? Huge. <laughs> My money mindset had to shift. I came from 20 year, nearly 20 year government service, being an educator, spending a lot of money out of my own pocket, being a school administrator where you are that community um, resource all the time, mm -hmm. and that I know that I'm on this planet to help people and empower people. I have one job, inspire, empower, and transform lives. Mm -hmm. Often I did that at the expense of my own money. Okay. When I transitioned to starting a business and to serve in a role to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I took that same mindset I had before right. into that. And so I was giving everything away for free mm -hmm. because I thought, I'm just here to help people. Right. And I know my value and my worth. And instead of having someone pay me less than, I would just say I would do, rather do it for free. Right. So I hadn't had a trouble saying, here's what I charge. Mm -hmm. But there's lots of people out there who go, well, I need help yeah. and I need this. And so you begin to spend a lot of your time mm -hmm. and I begin to spend extraordinary amounts of time with those people who right. needed the pour in right. and I wasn't bringing in the yeah. revenue. Right, right. It's a tough one because you do want to help. You want to help everybody who who's asking for it in particular. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really hard to, to have to say you but can't. you know what? But right. it takes a mind shift. Like it you does. said, I love you said a money mindset. And I realized that there was something that I needed to shift with mm -hmm. is that things that I've loved and I've wanted to do, mm -hmm. I right. began to speak that in to make sure that it happened. And I was actually doing a disservice to certain people by not right. making them pay the expected rate right. of that for that service. Right. Because then, again, what was that doing for them and setting them up within their business? But to be honest with you, truth moment, it really ticked my hide when I got to the point where several people that came to me and wanted help within their business plan, their strategy, and their program development, as well as kind of coaching them out of mm -hmm. some situations, they would come to me and ask for, you know, help, call, I just want to pick your brain and talk to right. you. And I would see them then turn around and pay double, triple, yeah. to someone else oh because that's so-and-so that's mm -hmm. but they're right. not helping you right you went and bought that program for ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars but you're calling me every night to figure it out right mm. and that was an eye-opener for me yeah very very difficult for service providers right i mean in we don't have an expectation that we can walk into the hair salon and anybody's going to, you know, color our hair for free. I Absolutely. don't know why we don't go into a restaurant and expect to not pay our bill. But for some reason, with service providers, people, I don't know, people feel like they can ask for for free service. I don't And And family and close friends, yeah. you know, yeah. are the worst mm -hmm. sometimes. Right. Because they get used to that. And, and how do you begin to shift? And it starts with expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so my word of the year is expectations. <laughs> and I start to say, I expect, and I say this every way, I expect to be paid my value, my worth for the services that I provide right. to others. Right. And so if you come to me and expecting a service, then my expectation is that that's, this is the cost of it. Right. The end of story. And I drop mic. So what do you charge? Blank. Mm -hmm. 
And right. I stopped talking. That's what my coach, and oh, I stopped talking. Yeah, stopping stopping the conversation, because it's really easy for the next sentence to be, but if you don't have it, you know, or whatever. So, so. in my head, I start, my money mind is saying, shut up. <laughs> uh-huh. And and the other big piece, like I said, my son is 6'3", 260 pounds, wears a size 15 shoe. <laughs> Hello? Um, <laughs> it's not cheap, yeah. you know? And, and again, it takes going through and, and, not only going through something, but going through all your money, your resources, mm-hmm. and realizing then at the end of the story, then then what? Right. Your money mindset changes quickly. Right. Yes, and it should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really an interesting process to go through, I think, because you do have to, you really do have to shift, and you have to find your own value. Yes. You have to recognize your worth, and, you know, what you just said about your expectations, you really should be saying that in the mirror to yourself. Absolutely. Uh, a whole Absolutely. bunch of times so that you can be comfortable saying it to somebody else. Absolutely. And that's where it starts. That's really where it starts. Mm-hmm. And that when you put it on paper, mm-hmm. it's even yeah. better. Yeah. Here's what I expect to earn. Here's what I expect to spend. Here's what I expect. Mm -hmm. And you begin to do that and see the numbers. I know you do a lot with working people to help them see their financial future and and their plans and and pulling it all together um, as well. I know Jose talks about that a lot. Like She's amazing. Well, that's a great point, though, because what people don't do is they sort of sit in their fantasy of, you know, I'm going to take on this new business. I'm going to be helping all these people. And, and I have these big goals, but they're not writing things down. They're not tracking their money. They're not even seeing if they're making money. They you know, they know it's not exactly what they want, but they don't really know their numbers. And tracking the numbers and, and looking at what you're doing, uh, I mean, your numbers will tell you a story. And they'll tell you whether you're giving services away or not, you know, not going out looking for those right clients or whatever it is. <laughs> and, and it's all part of your overall total mindset. And I love telling the story that we talked about transitioning and actually kind of coming back and that I had always had this government very well paid check and the bills cover. I mean, I didn't really have expenses and right. I had money and I had travel. I had all of those things. So again, my understanding was a, a little bit different, but I would continue just to kind of go, mm-hmm. you know, and do yeah. and spend right. When I came back to the United States, I was in high demand mm-hmm. with individuals wanting me to come and speak, work with their teams. And I thought, oh, I'm always the hunted. I never had to hunt. Mm. So when those first season of contracts went away, because now I'm an, a, a business owner, right? <laughs> and I didn't have like a marketing sales team. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so now what? Yeah, Because I was used to people coming to me. I didn't go. And I networked. I built relationships. I talked to a lot of people. I did a lot of favors. And I was doing mm-hmm. spending a lot of time giving away right. time right. that could have been used in building my business. Mm-hmm. But I laugh. all Now I can laugh and go, what in the world was I doing? And I call it, I was playing entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a great term for it. I was playing entrepreneur. But then I also realized I'm more of a blendedpreneur, too. I do like the routine mm-hmm. of work within a job and in an organization. Right. And then I love to do and work with my own business, which is why I begin to transition or what people call rebrand and say, what is it that I really loved that I could do and be passionate yeah. about? And that's how the Lead Her Shift movement was oh, born. Yeah, I love that title. Do you want to talk about that for <laughs> yes, a minute? Yes, the Lead Her Shift movement is what we are is unapologetically authentic. It is designed and cultivated to create a space for women to begin to change the way they think about themselves and how they respond as leaders. So, 
that's everything we've been talking about Mm -hmm. is that as women, we often are in our feelings about what actually happens. And our feeling starts with how we feel about ourselves. Note this. If I said, Michelle, oh, my God, your hair looks fabulous. Oh, my hair? No, I need to go get it done. It's not. (laughs) She immediately starts discrediting Mm -hmm. everything that I've said. And she should have just said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am awesome. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Right. But where's the programming that has us that way where we feel that we're boasting or we feel that we're vain if we just own up to our awesomeness? Where does that come from? As a researcher, I'm very Mm -hmm. interested in that. But as a leader, I'm more interested in helping women create shifts. Mm. Nice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very nice. So what is involved in the movement? What is involved in the movement? Well, for those of you that are in Orange County and surrounding areas, I am actually speaking at Leadership in Hills tomorrow. We're talking about authentic leadership. Mm-hmm. But in October, we will start taking applications for the Lead Her Shift Mastermind, which is a one-year mastermind, and they're quarterly getaways mm-hmm. to get away and get in touch with who you are and monthly meetups. And so they're at different and various destinations. And so part of that whole piece is that not only speaking life and creating and getting really clear, Mm. but scripting that divine narrative that you have for yourself and putting it in action and holding you accountable for that and being with other dynamic women. And it's a small group, so there's a very limited space um, to do that for you to become relatable, that you can feel empowered and empower others in that small group. Have someone um, to hold you accountable and be held accountable and continually to learn and learn so you can grow to your next grader because now you have a job then. Yeah. to help somebody else. Wonderful. That sounds fantastic. Yes. <laughs> so tell people how uh, how they can find you. And uh, Yes. You can find me on Instagram at Get Real with Dr. Dina or at Dr. Dina Speaks, D-R-D-E-E-N-A, S-P-E-A-K-S, Speaks. You also can tune in to my radio show <laughs> every Sunday at 6 p.m., on LA Talk Radio with Get Real with Dr. Dina. I would love, love, love for you to join us this Sunday as we talk about the joy and pains of depression. And it's gonna be a topic that really hits a lot of of women. Mm -hmm. And that's really at the core and rooted in our mindset so that we can actually begin to make real shifts and maximize our life. Fantastic. That sounds great. Sounds like you're helping people on all fronts in many ways. (laughs) Holistically. (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. I want to thank you for being here. It was thank too you short. I could have talked to you all day long. And but, stuff. Um, and I, we'll, we'll definitely um, talk again. And, and it's just been an amazing opportunity. I am so honored to be here today. Well, we really appreciate it. <laughs> I learned a lot. I know the listeners learned a lot. And uh, thank you so much. And for um, for those of you out there, you can find me at LimitFreeLife.com. Uh, I've got several programs coming up. If you'd like to talk about your career transition, your business development, or your finances and some challenges you're having there, please contact me at Michelle at LimitFreeLife.com. And thank you. Thanks thank for you. listening. We're here Wednesdays at 1 o'clock at UBNRadio.com. So have a great week. We'll Thanks. see you next time. Talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at UBNRadio.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.